Hello folks, hello everyone. What a beautiful day we have to check out the fresh 41st episode of the Startup Blender podcast. I'm your host Ucha and our guest today is Ernest from Latvia. Ernest is the founder and chairman of the board at TechTube, which is the main tech and startup event in the Baltics aiming to bridge gaps in knowledge, skills and network. As an experienced serial entrepreneur and venture partner, Ernest likes to share his learnings with other entrepreneurs and founders helping them work on their solutions and push the development of the Latvian startup ecosystem forward. We had a very interesting chat in this episode. We talked about Ernest's journey to success, the challenges he had to face along the way, and the secrets of organizing such a vibey tech event as TechChill. Enjoy! Welcome everybody to the Startup Blender, the podcast about startup life, and some other stuff. Hi Ernest, it's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining. To get listeners up to speed, tell us about you. Who are you? What you do? Who am I? So I'm Ernest. Uh, I have many hats. Uh, some official, some unofficial. Uh, my official hats, I'm a board member and co-founder at TechChill. Uh, people are like asking how much you are involved with TechChill and I'm, I'm saying I'm a board member. In other words, I'm, I'm kind of in the finger pointing position where I, I, I say what I think about stuff, but don't do much. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more showing direction and trying to lead ideology. <laughs> Probably that would be one thing. I'm also a venture partner at Superhero Capital, Helsinki-based uh, investment fund. Uh, we are investing in Baltics and Finland, uh, up to a million, sometimes a bit more. We don't invest in hardware. Uh, we don't invest in games. The, those are the things we understand less, but everything else, yeah, that's something we are looking into. I'm also in, I'm I'm a venture partner for Latvian market, but I'm also usually involved when it comes to AI, uh, machine learning, e-commerce stuff because that's my background. And I I'm also a co-founder of uh, StarWatcher.io, which is a social network for VCs and startups, uh, place where uh, startups and VCs can engage in uh, relationship early on. Startups. I uh, can use it for free to post updates about their progress over time and VCs can follow their progress. More of a intimate place. Uh, the analogy could be uh, Instagram private profiles. So startups wow. have their private profiles and VCs have to click that they would love to sneak their sneaky eyes in and uh, startups give or don't give an access. So. Yeah. So those are my three hats. My unofficial hats, what sometimes people refer to is uh, the godfather of Latvian startup ecosystem or the OG of Latvian startup ecosystem or the grandfather of startup yeah. ecosystem. That's because very back in, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. back in the days, I started first uh, meetups, first startup meetups. Open Coffee Club, it was at the time. And 
I, I started out by asking people who have some ideas and some people who have money. And then I said, hey, let's just have a meetup and a meet together. And it came from personal necessity because I, I have been interested in startups uh, for a while. And then it was, I don't have anyone to talk with about startups. <laughs> and so I, I, I got together a bunch of people, some with money, some with the, with the ideas. And then people were like, yeah, we should hang out more often. And then more people joined in and then we... Uh, we kicked off with Andris and Viesters and Gunars. We kicked off Tech Abriga. Uh, and then there was a launch party. And that launch party eventually became a regular party, which became Tech Chill. So, oh, so <laughs> that's 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 the story behind Tech Chill. Like, this, this is how Tech Chill was born. Great, yeah. I can't wait to uh, dive deep into it uh, a little bit more. But you mentioned very interesting points. Well, first of all, you said uh, you're sort of like a godfather of Latvian startup ecosystem. So tell us about that. Like, how is Latvian startup ecosystem? I, for people in Estonia, I think it's very like familiar because those countries are very connected to each other. Um, for example, one of the most successful startups in Latvia, Printify, also has office here, um, and lots of lots <laughs> yeah. of great collaborations are going on. But yeah, people for for people outside of politics, tell us about the Latvian startup ecosystem. Yeah, startup the startup ecosystem is uh, evolving. It could be it could move faster. Of course, that would be awesome. Uh, there are challenges, and one of them I would say is that um, we have how to put it. So we have these big outsourcing houses for developers over here working, not naming anyone, <laughs> but their tech talent is kind of encapsulated in those places. And so people choose to go and work for somebody and not as many people choose to actually build companies on their own but there's a good talent over here so that's why there are these developer houses so yeah. we have we have good opportunity here and also we have management talent over here who I have spoken with some business people over here and they say, well, the similar situation happens with the, with the uh, graduates from the business schools like Stockholm School of Economics. Yeah. Rather than starting their own companies, they go to and work for the big four, the consultancy companies. And that's like a trajectory there. Yeah. So we kind of have both sides of the talent, but in my with my superhero capital hat i would love to see more ambitious startups over here it's not that we don't have we have exits uh, we have our own unicorn but yeah uh latvian startup ecosystem the capital is here uh we are the the investment uh scene is fin baltic new nordic I, there are different kind of names, but basically it's Baltic States plus Finland plus Finland. That those are the ones where we hang out together. Nice, that's interesting. 
But what about you personally? How did you get into the whole startup world? Uh, by education, I'm a business guy, mm. but I always been pulled into direction of uh, technology. I'm sometimes hacking into my my Android phone to tinker around with uh, Android OS, uh, changing. Wi-Fi router uh, software because I don't like it. So I love to tinker around with technology and uh, startups is that's, that's about tinkering with stuff and yeah. um, figuring some, something out. So I always been intrigued and interest interested in uh, tackling some challenging problems, some machine learning stuff, uh, uh, analyzing data and I have had uh, good people around me with whom we have started uh, companies together so yeah interesting and what what has been your first experience as a founder I'm a I'm a serial failed entrepreneur uh, so I have learned a lot uh, during my endeavors uh, I there are two big, big learnings. I one was I have, I have put a lot of trust in other people. Yeah, that has been one, and the second one has been putting a lot of trust in myself. So those are like two big learnings. The first one, putting trust in other people, is that yeah, everyone is on the same page. How we're gonna do this stuff over here? We are all reasonable human beings and uh, beings and uh, yeah let's just build cool stuff uh -huh. but uh people are complicated you know and um i that's where i had really hard lessons about the company culture setting the tone uh getting the whole team on the same page how we do stuff over here and how we don't do stuff over here uh that was a big learning and yeah, at the time when I, I went through that trip, I spoke with fellow founders and they're like, yeah, culture, that's, that's whatever. We don't care. But I know that the same founders some years later, they are the ones who are researching the same field yeah. <laughs> because eventually there is no company where there wouldn't be some sort of culture. True. And uh, so I, I, based on my learnings, I try, I have tried to set up culture also at TechShow the, with the proper incentives and, uh, and how we approach uh, the whole process. So the second learning is, uh, is about putting too much trust in myself and that you have an idea or you have a concept in your head but that doesn't mean it's right because it doesn't mean that you think about that, that it's right. So you always have to validate uh, to the outside world. And one of my failures was where I, I, I didn't build the wrong product, but I didn't build the right product. So what's the difference? The difference is that I have my perspective of how the world works and I built product for this perspective and it works in my perspective, but I'm myself, I'm not my client. So 
yeah. it's really important to figure out how your client thinks and um that's that comes just from interviews so you go out and you you in a way as a founder you have to step away a bit from your ego and world view of course Absolutely. sometimes yeah. some sometimes you're like a genius and strike with the first try but uh yeah, usually it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. I think uh, it's very important that every founder should realize that they they are solving somebody else's problem, not their own. So they first have to understand what is the problem. It can overlap. It can overlap. It can, yeah. Uh, not necessarily only for somebody else, but it is for them. Like they are the paying customers. So they... Yep. All right. And this actually brings me to my next question. You, uh, as such an experienced entrepreneur uh, working on so many different initiatives, what have been the biggest challenges for you uh, to yeah, work on different kinds of projects, tech hub, tech chill, uh, some tech startups? It's actually, <laughs> it's actually, I wouldn't say getting rid of them, but ah. uh, uh, it's, so those are social initiatives and uh, it's it's a bit altruistic stuff because as a board member i don't get paid uh, mm-hmm. in these places so it's it's um it's actually is a foundation tech hub is a foundation so those are non-profit organizations and as a board members we help with the network with some knowledge but yeah uh, not not having salary there and so Internally, I have this will and ideas how to do stuff, but then it's it's you have to let the kid go, yeah. and you have to let people fail. So you you sometimes observe them in the team in the wilderness, and it's like, damn it, they're doing it wrong. But if you are the one who is starting to give directions, you might end up you might end up becoming a micromanager and that's a bad situation. If they do what you tell, they become your minions and you're just micromanaging them. And micromanagement means that they will always ask you for an opinion. How should we do that? So I always try to make a distance where I have an opinion, but they have all the responsibility and my opinion is just an opinion, but responsibility is that you have some sort of skin in the game. And uh, and sometimes it's hard, like you observe how they fail. And of course you can like, oh, you're doing that wrong, but you are not part of that bigger picture. It's just your opinion. You're just like, yeah, you should do it differently. And getting that observe in the wilderness and let them fail is something which is hard but we have in we have in one of the values at textual we have is lead follow or get the fuck out of the way ah. so lead follow or get the fuck out of the way what does it mean it means that you either take responsibility and you're like i'm i'm tackling this problem i'm tackling who is joining in you join someone and now you're together, lead, follow, follow, you follow, you, you're you solving problem with someone else. 
lead, follow, or get the fuck out of the way. And that last part is don't be someone smarty who is all the time like, yeah, I'm not sure you shouldn't do that. This is like, yeah, man. having these, these empty opinions. Sometimes they are not empty, but someone is actually working on this and they have yeah. some idea and direction and having multiple people just having opinions, but no one joining in to help is it can be destructive. This, yeah. the, that, that's a destruction. Uh, yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. And now, uh, let's move on to the main topic of this <laughs> of this podcast episode. <laughs> Finally, Tech Chill. <laughs> so, for the people who don't know and have never heard of Tech Chill, tell us what it is. Yeah, you must have been. You have lived under the stone if you're in the startup ecosystem in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, TechChill is a, is a two plus day event in Riga happening uh, once a year. Uh, we get together around two, 2.5 thousand people, really focused audience, investors, startups from uh, mainly from Nordics, but also there are people from uh, wider Europe and the world. But yeah, that's the we we are the regional event. Um, what else? Yeah, our slogan is uh, we are filling the gaps uh, in the knowledge, network, and skills. So those are the the key key lines we are looking for. Uh, we keep it the the amount is not random. Uh, we are not on our track. At least for now, we are not on our track growing year on year. We actually have kept the size for last last five, six years. So it has been around 2,000 people. Wow. Why? Uh, because that's the amount where it's, it's not as small. So you're like, okay, during two days, I have met everyone. And you still have an opportunity to bump into some some people, yeah. but it's the size where you are not like fully booked for two days, and then you're like you're numb because you have run out of words, vocabulary. It's like that's it. My bucket of words and sentences is empty. I have spent everything, and I cannot like communicate with anyone. So. It's more of a, that's the chill part, uh, that you have more relaxed atmosphere, but still you can meet nice new people. <clears throat> wow, nice. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, for instance, when we're talking about, like, the big conferences in Europe, right, I feel exactly that. Sometimes you are, like, after those two, three days, you're just dead because you meet so many people and you just don't even know what to talk about <laughs> when you meet new people. So I think it's very important point that you keep it like, you know, not not massive, but also like very interesting. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it before, like how, how you guys uh, started TechChill. But uh, yeah, tell us more about that story. Like you got together and uh, you wanted to do some big... Yeah, let's artists. let's just make really big conference yeah let's do that <laughs> no that's not the way how it happened 
Uh, so it, it the the story is actually funny. Uh, of course, it's funny because it's a story. Stories have to be engaging and fun. Okay. So, uh, when we launched launched Tech Hub, it was that okay, we have to have some more reasons for people to come over. And at that time, TechCrunch was doing their regional events, and we were like, hey. Mike Butcher is one of the co-founders at the Tech Hub London, and let's talk with him and let's arrange TechCrunch Baltics. Cool, let's have TechCrunch Baltics. So that's <clears throat> that's what we had. We had TechCrunch Baltics, and we had a domain name, and we, and then of course, we had all sorts of names. That was TC Baltics, and uh, that because you know TechCrunch TC yeah. TC Baltics, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice, right? And then. AOL bought TechCrunch and TechCrunch basically said, well, you cannot use TechCrunch name and TechCrunch won't be doing any of these kind of events, period. That's it. And we were like, crap. That that's I, I guess that's a lesson for someone who is listening that <laughs> how you pick the names of uh, just don't don't outsource your names, but um, we had TC, we had yeah. TC, TC Baltics. So guess what? We had to figure out what to do. And of course the idea was to rebrand. Uh, and we had this panel of people who were discussing about new names. And apparently Julia Gifford came up with the tech chill. Mm. I personally didn't like the name. Uh, but because I have gone through some branding, rebranding, I knew that TechChill, at that time it was TechChill Baltics, you know, TC Baltics, yeah, TechChill yeah. Baltics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew that it, it probably will, it will have its aura and it will grow into something. And it doesn't, the name itself is, is just secondary if it will have it will have its own brand over years and so we had tc baltics for a couple of years and that was textual baltics yeah. and uh, there have been several designers um, and or people who have joined on the way and at some point we dropped the baltics part then uh, Maria and Liva, board members at TechChill, joined in to organize it. I think it was 16 or and 17. Those were the years. Those were the rapid growth years for TechChill ah. because we were doubling every year. It was 200, 400, 800, and then it was 2,000 something uh, event. And uh, yeah, uh, we... We grew pretty big. And in 2000, I took over the management for a year. Uh, and I introduced the new branding, which is the, the textual, as you know now, the, with the sticker. <laughs> the, yeah. And there's a, you can Google, there's a story behind, um, behind design strategy. Uh, I, we worked with Aesthetic. Uh, uh, graphic design agency, brand agency. Sorry, Michelis, <laughs> but uh, they with them the the task was pretty simple: make make simple but not dull 
visual identity, which we could apply over yeah. years and it would be simply to implement because one of the challenges is how to have this, um, uh, that it works over years, that it's not just like, okay, we had this identity for this year, let's have it for different year, totally different. And so it, there were, you can Google it, uh, textual uh, visual identity presentation. There are really interesting examples what they thought. Uh, and textual identity, if you look, uh, usually it's, it's sticker-based <laughs> that they, you can, we call it, you can textualize everything. You just go in the venue or the spot and you add shitload of stickers and then it's textualized. And uh, it comes from, uh, we had this uh, uh, idea about the, we are not about the unicorns. We are about the cockroaches. Oh. And cockroaches are small and they survive and they are the ones who have the grit and they don't care what's the investment environment they will just do their stuff yeah and that's why we had this cockroach idea uh it comes from article uh it was the 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 woman who was co-founder of Flickr. she was i think she was the or the 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 first one who mentioned that uh, by the way we have tried to get her over for a couple of years but yeah, it's and so the visual identity is like cockroach. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like it's small. It's small stickers everywhere. Doer, so, yeah, the, like uh, represents the doer mentality, regardless of yeah. resources. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that story. To be honest, I had no idea that there was such a big story behind this uh, visual. Now you know. I yeah, also teach I in uh, in. Uh, I also I'm a mentor for pitching and storytelling. So. Ah, I have to I have to tell stories so that's part now of it's the all deal. connected yeah yep and yeah the story is really fascinating because I I honestly love textual like branding and like the identity overall so now now it makes a lot of sense so we started in 2020 uh, and so now we are running out of colors and it was ah. a pretty bold move uh, to have pink it's actually not pink it's magenta. Magenta. this year and and we are kind of running out of uh out of colors but <laughs> yeah we'll see it's fine i'm sure you will find a solution but um so this actually brings me to the next topic you have been involved with the factual organization for years now uh what are the biggest secrets for organizing such a vibe event Oh boy, <laughs> let me tell you a secret. Uh, I think one of the main aspects is the, the size of a crowd. Uh -huh. And of course, the quality of the crowd. And we try to manage it that we don't, uh, there's, there's, we don't give too much free tickets. So those would be uncomfortable amount of uh, sponsors yeah. uh, and or corporate people. We want to have really investors and startups over here who are the, the people. And our one of the, the quality measures, which is counterintuitive, is that 
if there are no people watching the main stage, that's bad. But it's also good because that means those people are mingling around. Yeah, they're networked. And uh, the what, how we try to fill in the audience, like there are startups, there are um, investors, and the third big audience are students. So with whom we want to work more, we want to expose them, and we want to get in them. And uh, so the imagine now you have two thousand to. 2,500 people who consists mainly of startups, investors, and students. And I guess that creates that dynamic environment yeah. uh, where it's everyone is super excited. And then we, uh, after half a day, when everyone is a bit going with the coffee rush, we yeah. give out the beer. And probably oh. that also helps for... Uh, for nice. more chill chill atmosphere we actually are this year we are uh we have looked into seriously looked into non-alcoholic oh. version uh i'm not sure we got it uh arranged but yeah that's something we are thinking about and of wow. course uh, of course the side events and yeah. parties parties of course the young it's young people so they have to have uh unforgettable karaoke's uh parties meeting new people uh, and th those are the stories and because of the small crowd and nice venue where we have this is gonna be the third year of course no one cares about the, the covid years but yeah so yeah wow. this this and working with teams uh we i tried in 2020 i tried to set up the 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 ladder how people become part of the tech shield that they are volunteers then they become lead volunteers and then they they join as part of the team or we have a bunch of people who now have gone through the the being part of the the smaller part of the team and then growing and becoming really a big part of the team and our super superhero is Lauma who have gone from volunteer to becoming a board member so she wow, has gone that's... through full journey so that that's yeah. something yeah it's like starting from the level one and then closing the game because those people understand what's what's the feel and what's the excitement there and yeah. volunteers of course are the ones who really make a big difference <clears throat> and yeah, we yeah, are absolutely. trying to every year we are trying to shape them uh so they understand everything and uh, are on the same page actually yeah uh i i'm doing also today i i'm doing uh speech with volunteers so we are putting oh, together volunteers right. work with volunteers actually starts uh, already a couple months before the event so yeah. that that's a big cycle and there are ongoing also student challenges and yeah we textual already has begun uh several months before an actual event yeah absolutely yeah i know i know the important uh, like the value that volunteers really bring i'm i used to be a volunteer at latitude 59 for instance and yeah same same attitude there too yep 
all right uh so uh finally um you as um, like an entrepreneur that has done uh, so much in latvian startup ecosystem uh having seen so many up and coming entrepreneurs uh, starting their own stuff and some of them failing some of them failing more and eventually going to success uh what would be your advice to all the up and coming founders who have some ideas and want to start doing something uh, but don't know where to start from what would be your advice to these people actually it's uh it's going out there it's nothing new uh you have to how to put it you have to pitch and people are like ah startups are pitching all the time that's bullshit but actually pitching is uh, it's the way how you learn uh, to tell your company story and you also get the feedback and when you pitch the first thing is no one cares like no one cares about yeah. your pesky little startup idea that must that might be something which is really important for you but actually no one cares and so you have to make people care and how you do that is that you go out and talk about your idea you can call it talking interviewing pitching whatever but you're engaging with your customer and then you figure out well those people were not my customers because yeah. i don't see how to make them care and then you change your market segment and you again change your pitch you you all the time communicate and then you start to create something based on that feedback and eventually it starts to click and you have to one is to make them care means that you have to care about the user experience what does it mean user experience it's not just like how your landing page works user experience means you know what experience of a user when they engage with your product which means is the pricing right is the pricing there for the stuff what i care for what's the value proposition is that value proposition for me and that's all that's the broader sense of user experience and to understand that you just have to get that idea out of your head and talk with the customers all the time just like go out talk with people uh some startups particularly in this part of the world which is latvian baltics nordics finland the same stuff yeah i will just make it because i'm so smart and uh, tech savvy i would just make it and then the customers will come but guess what when you build something then you have to go out and start to talk with people and a lot of times founders will end up with yeah i have to go and uh talk now find the customers and then they start to look for customers and then they start to talk the same stuff it's just that you should do it opposite like find the customers and then start to talk with them and then start to build and then show early on your product to some founders i have done that with uh, star watcher and we have built the features but yeah star watcher is marketplace and marketplaces are we have two audiences investors and startups and we have to get that dynamic going and there are plenty of challenges but i'm engaging a lot with the founders on both sides that's my one and only biggest uh, biggest advice amazing 
Um, yeah, well, thank you very much for being a guest. I think it was very valuable. Uh, looking forward to meeting you in person at TechChill. Cool. And uh, thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Follow us on your favorite social media and check out the next episode. Ta-da!